0: Hello, hello, hello. I am your Robin Roberts, hostess with the most Michael Munoz, and welcome to IN YO Mouth! Oh. In Yo Mouth. I'm the queen of food who's always in the mood. To lick it right, lick it good, show oh, you how to Oh hug. god, that's good. I wanna know what you eats from the streets to the sheets. So open wide, honey. I'm coming. In yours. <laughs> <The> goosebumps. <laughs> VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Hey there and welcome back, folks. Once again, I'm your hostess with the Mostis Munoz. And how y'all doing? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I know I say this every week, y'all but it's like mid september like where is the year going i am now officially officially closer to 41 than i am 40 and but yes yeah, still looking like i'm 31 Ew. <laughs> And for those of you out there who know me and listen to me, please fix your face because you know it's true. And how many times this year have I been asked if I get Botox, right? No, bitches. I can't afford Botox. And don't even don't even get it twisted. The ads that are on this podcast make me about $10, okay? So Botox ain't an option. But we still looking young out here in the streets, people. And the year is flying by, like, just... Flying by and I am here and I was just thinking about the past few weeks or what just felt like the past few weeks and I want to like just shout out like this incredible list of guests that I have been honored to have on the pod to get to know through the pod. I mean, Marcel Afram, Michael Twitty. Oh, my God, those two episodes. Dan Pelosi came back, Oliver Chipkin, Adam Tabalea. Oh, my God, Adam Tabalea. Stephen Perry, Will Coleman, Maria Maison, Justin Burke. Oh, my God, that episode with Claire Rouget and Rosemary Kimani. If you haven't listened to it, please go back. It was a a June 23rd episode. Josh Moore, everything. I mean that takes us back to like the beginning of june uh, how is that even possible that all all of this happened so quickly i'm i was just sitting here thinking that maybe it's because i come to you every week and i stress out every week about providing like the best content with the best people on the podcast that makes that maybe it just makes the year seem like it's going by a lot faster than it is but i don't i don't know all i know is that and i've said it last week and you're not going to like it is that the holidays are going to be here sooner than we know it break out the mistletoe and the pumpkin spice lattes ill gross guys folks <laughs> If you haven't guessed it by now, yours truly is here on the pod today. All by myself, I want to be. Um, It's been a really long time since I think I've done a solo episode. I think the closest I came was doing the Pride series back in June. But that was more recap business, uh, telling people's coming out stories and like, just putting that in like a Library of Congress esque sort of feeling way, you know, into a compilation. But yeah, it's been a while since I've been alone here on the pod. And as nerve wracking as it is, I actually find it really exciting now because there's something to be said about just talking into the void and, and, you know, just being in this space alone and, and communicating with you and hoping. Hoping you know that you're here with me and and you're vibing with me and living my best Wendy Williams ex, Delilah vibes. Welcome to mornings, afternoons, and evenings with your girl, Munoz. Yes, folks. Before we get anywhere on today's episode, in the grand tradition of in-yo mouth, people, I need to wish you happy National Double Cheeseburger Day! Double Cheeseburger Day. Why double cheeseburger? Why not, like, triple cheeseburger? Why not just the single cheeseburger? You know, as a single cheeseburger myself... <laughs> um. As a single cheeseburger myself i i i don't I don't appreciate the coupling of the cheeseburger, you know like why do why do y'all gotta make me feel bad out there that I'm a single cheeseburger living in a double cheeseburger day world <laughs> no, but really, uh, besides the the fact that We still don't know who comes up with these things. Thank you to whomever out there is running foodimentary.com. But happy National Double Cheeseburger Day. My favorite, or sometimes I get a craving and I never succumb to it, but sometimes I get a craving for a double quarter pounder with cheese. Delicious and maybe not so at the same time. For those of you out there with severe food memories, can you just... For, do me a favor right now, and if you were ever a Mickey D's person, especially back in the day when the double quarter pounder with cheese was, like, it, like, can you just please recall that memory and what that tastes like? Just delicious. And for those of you who are still Mickey D's stands, um folks, the, my Mickey D's secret was always to order, like, extra pickles, or no pickles, if you wanted. You just did, like, the slightest adjustment, so it came out, like, super fresh every time, and the most delicious. So, out there, do you you know what? Whether your favorite double cheeseburger is a double quarter pounder with cheese, or your local double... You know what? Actually, there's been a lot of you-know-whats, I know, uh, stream of consciousness podcasting today, but you know a lot of my favorite burger places in the city i e julius i e dalton's i e corner bistro smash burger oh i think you could get a double cheeseburger at smash burger but my point being was that these burgers those other burgers are so epic that like they don't offer them double stacked i wonder where the idea of you know what one one meat patty wasn't enough so we had to give you Or was that like the bigger is better obese America of it all? Well, whatever it is, I am not food-shaming, bod-shaming anybody here. Uh, Go out, enjoy your double cheeseburger day, and we are super in luck on this solo pod day because it's also National Creme de Menthe Day! Gross, dude. Creme de Menthe. I want to know who decided... Back in the day, that we needed mint-flavored liqueur. Like, was it supposed to be, like, an after-dinner breath freshener? Or, like, did someone just drink their mouthwash and decided to put it in a cocktail one day? Or where did creme de menthe originate? For those of you who don't know what creme de menthe is, creme de menthe is a sweet, mint-flavored alcoholic beverage. It is available commercially in a colorless version and a green version. Maybe, was was it made for baking? But then, I mean, you know, vanilla extract is like vanilla in alcohol, and all of these things are just vanilla in alcohol. Was somebody bored and just drinking their extracts and then and then just turned it into a thing. I mean, over the past few years, we have seen the comeback of Blue Curacao, uh, which is basically just Blue Triple Sec, the dawn dawn and rebirth of the espresso martini, which I am completely here for, is back with a vengeance, and shout out to Westville here in Hell's Kitchen, who makes some of the best espresso martinis I have ever, Ever had, yes. But, like, maybe Creme maybe creme de Menthe is having a comeback. Or maybe we'll see Creme de Menthe have, like, a big comeback. Campari, I feel like, had a comeback. Or did it ever go away? I feel like sometimes I was an old Italian man in a past life because I really enjoyed a Campari and soda for quite some time. You know? Just delicious, bitter orange. But Creme de Menthe, you know? I mean... I don't, I, you know, and for those of you who've been listening to me for quite some time, you know, I can't do the lactose. So if like this thing is going into some sort of milky, you know, Friday's cocktail of it all, then I can't, I can't do it. And it would just be an absolute disaster. So, so far we've covered National Double Cheeseburger Day and National Creme de Menthe Day. What? Could be better than, yes, you guessed right, a third national day today on this solo pod day. It is also National Linguini Day. Yes. It's National Linguini Day. I mean, double cheeseburgers, creme de menthe, and linguini. Could we make a minty double cheeseburger linguini pasta dish for the tiktok kids and like make it a thing is that a thing that sounds really gross but I mean once again why linguine why double cheeseburgers and why creme de menthe I mean I guess if you did like mint in your basil parsley like um you know melange chiffonade you know chop to like dress your pasta that may not be so bad you know Cheese, meat, linguine, right, and an herby mix that like contains mint but isn't solo mint. I, I, ooh, am I uh, am I on to something, y'all? I'm totally onto something. It's going it's it's going to be like the next TikTok sensation. And I mean linguine, linguine. Linguine makes me think of alfredo sauce, but like you know, uh, olive garden alfredo sauce, the the thing that would send me right to the bathroom. <laughs> Delicious. Um but as we all know, or if you didn't know, alfredo sauce actually contains no cream. It's just like Cheese. Cheese and butter, I think. Um, so, yeah, National Linguini Day, or like Acaccio and Pepe, or is that like, um, you know what pasta I really love going on a tangent? Angel hair. Why is angel hair pasta so good? I know it's not National Angel Hair Pasta Day, it's National Linguini Day, but I mean, and who comes up? Is there somebody bored out there, or was like some Nona back in the day bored, just... You know, she was just bored with, like, and created all these, like, random pasta shapes. Like, I get that, like, pasta shapes exist because, you know, like, big tubular pasta is for, like, heavier sauces and some lighter pastas are for lighter sauces. You know, it's like, the pasta has to match the sauce. But, like, why is angel hair pasta so delicious? Uh, I'm going to need the palm noodle people out there to figure out how to make, like, palm noodle angel hair pasta because I'm not out here in these streets, especially being the homosexual that I am eating the carbs of it all, even though I kind of am eating the carbs of it all. But, like, I need an angel hair pasta that's not angel hair pasta that kind of tastes like angel hair pasta but still emulates angel hair pasta on this national (laughs) queen day. And I'm already off the rails on this solo pod day. And no matter what you celebrate out there, whether it's National Double Cheeseburger Day or National Creme de Mente Day or National Linguini Day, you know what? Go out there and let your freak flag fly. And moving right along into this day in gay history, did you all know that in 1970, in New York City, Gay Activists Alliance stages the first of an orchestrated campaign of ZAPs in protest of continuing police harassment, heckling Mayor John Lindsay as he enters the Metropolitan Opera House for its opening gala. I actually wanted to make this a double gay history day as well. Um, And the second one is, in 1989, seven ACT UP members infiltrate the stock exchange and chain themselves to the VIP balcony. Above the trading floor, a banner unfurls um, saying, sell well come. Four days later, the company lowers the price of of AZT to $6,400 per year. I thought this was really important on this day because, you know what? On the heels of the Met Gala where we saw AOC show up in a tax the rich dress and, you know... Little Nas X just gagging the kids, making statement after statement. And it wasn't actually that long ago that we were having this a very similar, if not the same exact conversation about the trademark of PrEP and going generic so that everyone can afford it. You know, these things all be them not that long ago. 1970 and 1989 were not that long ago, although they kind of were. Um... We're still dealing with these things. These things are still present in our lives. Police harassment to the queer community, especially the black community, um, it's, it still exists. It still exists. And I say it, if I've said it once, I've said it a million times that we have to know our history because from because if we know our history and we are educated, we can move forward with that knowledge to make things better. So, here's here's a shout out to all the activists out there doing the job and out in the streets for us when, you know, some of us can't be out there on the daily and you know, just doing the work that we need uh to be done, especially our lesbian sisters, especially our, our black trans sisters. Shout out to you Queen Jean on this day on this very very important Day. But I wanna to get to the getting on, y'all, because you know what? In the spirits of in the spirit of Robin Roberts and the news, I thought it would be really, really fun just to do an entire episode of food news update. Because a lot has happened in the news over the past week or so or over the past like months. I mean. The news cycle, even before this current election, has been really, really crazy, whether it's local news or news from beyond. It's just been a lot. And and the food news world and the food news cycle is no different. Right. Even even kind of crossing paths with mainstream news right with Ida wreaking havoc on the east coast and even remembering September 11th you know or or down to people trying to shove pumpkin spice down our throats even though summer doesn't end till the 22nd officially you know there is a lot happening out there in the world so what better day just to like kind of sit back relax and enjoy the crazy news cycle that is ophthalmologist dr strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts You ain't ready, girl. Spill the tea. News. Up. Food and Wine announces the best new chefs of 2021. Now, I wanted to start here because Food and Wine these days is where I'm getting most and some of the best, if not the best, food news. So shout out to Food and Wine. Why they are not a sponsor yet, I do not know. And why... I am not on their payroll yet. I also do not know. But I have all the love for Food & Wine magazine, even before I started this podcast. And this list of the best new chefs of 2021 Is probably my favorite yet. This is the 33rd class of best new chefs, will and will guide the industry towards a stronger, brighter, more equitable future for workers and diners alike. And let me tell you all out there that it really warmed the cockles of my heart, just like just even doing a quick scroll through the list of seeing not only you know just a diverse group of of chefs out there, but like women represented, Asian people represented, Latinos represented. You know, everybody, everybody is in the pool this year for this Best New Chefs of 2021. What I need to do a deeper dive uh, for, and I haven't yet, and I wish actually Food and Wine would have kind of highlighted this, or maybe the chefs just didn't think that, It wasn't not necessarily important. Did that make sense? You know, like, I wish... uh, What I'm trying to say is, is that, like, the LGBTQ status of it all isn't really mentioned. And maybe some of y'all are going to fight me out there about this. But, you know, it's important to to have that representation. I say it all the time. Representation matters. But... Are they represented on this list? Perhaps. Is it out there in the forefront? I haven't found it just yet. You know, and I've been going through this list slowly because, you know, doing what I do, I just need to deep dive and I need to educate myself. And I actually want to know because these people are out there in the streets doing the most and the best and I I wish I had all the money to travel all to all these places to explore what these people are doing. But like i said i i really just wish that you know the lgbtq of it all was a little bit more in the forefront you know because i actually think it's quite important to have that representation you know cuz we talk about this on the food lots of you knows you know <laughs> and, and and it comes through in the food and you know even with this Conversation with Marcella Fromm, the the chicken may not taste any different, but knowing that we're out there in this space doing the damn thing, I think is the most important part of it all. And this is not a poo-poo on this list by uh, by any means whatsoever, because like I said, uh, I have a special place in my heart for food and wine and what they have been doing and what they are doing. And how they report on all sorts of things. But it's just something that I longed more for is what I'm saying here. So shout out to you and shout out to all the chefs that made it on the Food and Wine Best New Chefs of 2021 list. On this day, I honor you. Please go check it out because they span this country and they may be even be in your hometown. And so you need to go out there and support the people kind of bringing you, you know, just the most diverse, diverse like palette of foods that I have seen to date. Open table app to offer vaccine verification for making restaurant reservations. Now, this makes complete sense. And to whomever thought about this, kudos to you. For those of you who live in New York or any of those other cities out there who are requiring, I can't speak today, who are requiring a vaccine verification to go anywhere, right? This is really, really handy. And that just went into effect here in New York City, as if you're here in the city, you already know that. I think starting Monday, this past Monday, the 13th, or whatever it was. And now, thanks to a partnership with Clear, you know, Clear, that thing you see in the airport that like scans your eyes or something, I can't afford it. And I don't know how it works. I just know that you know, it like zooms you through the TSA line. But um, thanks to a partnership with Clear, repeat diners will be able to return to a restaurant without having to show their va- vaccine card again. So, uh, Open Table has announced a new partnership that could help standardize this documentation. Yeah. You know, it's the Clear you see at the airport and you basically upload your vaccine verification or there's a database that you know clear taps into and stores that information for you it doesn't get stored on open table and then once you get to the restaurant and prove that you actually own this verification if you you are marked as verified and vaccinated and then anytime you want to go back to say i don't know pizzeria uno <laughs> or wherever. <laughs> Why pizzeria Uno? Does Uno's pizzeria still exist? I think they do. Right? I haven't been there in forever. But if you wanted to go back to Uno's, then you won't have to show it again. In uh, uh, I mean, makes complete sense. This should be happening everywhere. You know what? I'm surprised, and I hope we don't get to get to seeing these videos. Because we've seen all sorts of crazy videos of the Karens and the Chads out there acting a damn fool on the planes and in retail stores, but i'm 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 grateful and glad that we haven't seen a, an uptick in crazy videos of people having meltdowns about not being able to dine out because they don't have a vaccine card you know and I understand I understand y'all I understand. That there are pure that there are people out there that cannot get the vaccine for medical reasons. Like there are elderly people. I actually know a man who's like who's been allergic to vaccines all his life. So, you know, the all the vaccines we got as kids, he did not get because he's had severe allergic reactions. I mean, those people exist. I don't know how they're supposed to navigate, but like if they're that susceptible to being sick, then maybe, maybe they don't want to be out in a world where this deadly thing exists. I don't know how to handle that specific case, you know, and maybe there's a solution out there. Um, all the restaurants in this city have, or a good amount of the restaurants in this city, have re- really opt their outdoor dining game so there's always that option and let's be real like especially the gays we were having brunch in like you know eight below feels like 20 below weather you know back in january so (laughs) i mean there's there's that solution but you know controversial topic i know but you all know where i stand on getting the vaccine And I can't wait to get my booster shot because I know a a ton of people who've had breakthrough COVID as well. And as someone who's had COVID himself, you know, it's not cute. And I mean, we all got our vaccines as kids, right? And now it's FDA approved, right? And so I don't know. I'm sure I'm going to get like hate mail. I don't care. I'm not going to respond to it. And, you know, it's a hot topic, and why not talk about it? And there's somebody out there, there's a company out there, you know, trying to make it easier for folks. So that way they're just verified that they can, like, have this vaccine. And we know this thing is airborne, and we know this thing is is crazy, and 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 we've seen the numbers. And, you know, we've also seen the crazy people or the people who think, who knows, maybe they're not crazy and they know something I don't, who think we're getting implanted with microchips and and slowly being killed and sterilized. And even, I think it was, correct me if I'm wrong, Rihanna, was it? No, it was Nicki Minaj. Nicki Minaj did not show up to the Met Gala because she's not vaccinated because and then she's like out there in these streets promoting that her cousin's friend in Trinidad like, uh, their balls sw- swelled up and, like, became impotent because they got the vaccine. And so, like, be careful with your choices. That's what she's out there saying. Look at uh, I mean, I've seen it all over my Instagram. So it has to be true. <laughs> but, like, no joke. I mean, um, yeah, Nikki is out there just doing all this stuff and you know she never considered if that man just had an STD she just blamed the vaccine for it who knows what's going on I just know I don't want this ish again and I want everyone out there to be healthy human beings I want to be able just to go and move about my life freely and not worry that if I hug you or you hug me that one of us will end up in the hospital you know And so, yeah, that's that. That's all I have to say about that. So fight me with if you want. I just think, I just want us all to be healthy. And that's all I got to say about that. Denny's Mobile Relief Diner is serving hot meals in Louisiana. The chain's kitchen on wheels keeps the coffee and pancakes coming as locals recover from major disasters. So we all know that these hurricanes, Hurricane Ida, tore through New Orleans and other parts of Louisiana. And it left many residents um, in the state, like sans power, like in dire straits. You know what? And I actually haven't seen, I've seen a little bit of this on the news cycle. But from what I get uh, beyond like just my regular television news cycle and, like, my internet explorings. Like, Louisiana's in dire straits, y'all, and Chef Jose Andres, who y'all know I love, and World Central Kitchen, is out there feeding the people. But I didn't realize that Denny is on, Denny's is on board and also feeding the people. And according to Nola Reddy, over... Forty six thousand two hundred locals are still without power and over one hundred eleven thousand six hundred residents have applied for disaster assistance. And this was as of last week, you know, and World Central Kitchen is still preparing meals throughout the state. Uh, And it's crazy. Oh, my God. And Jose Andres flew to Washington, D.C. the other night to help distribute 55,000 halal meals to Afghan refugees. While he was doing this, Denny's quietly drove its 53-foot-long mobile diner on wheels to La Place, or is it La Place, Louisiana? I've never heard of this place, but La Place, La Place, La Place, Place, shout out to you, Um, where it is cooking and serving over 1,000 free pancake breakfasts every day. I think that's really incredible, and shout out to you, Denny's, and I I hope you're not on this list of, like, I don't even want to put it out there, of, like, you know, businesses that, like, are real crazy behind the scenes, but I love that you're doing this, and they are serving hot coffee, pancakes, and bacon to all these people for free to, like, show up. Who show up? Denny's Mobile Relief Diner has served more than 50,000 pancake breakfasts in disaster stricken areas since 2017. It served 7,000 meals in six days before packing up and heading to South Florida to take care of those who were affected by Hurricane Irma. It served another 7,000 meals There, The initial concept of the mobile relief diner was created to serve as a quick but temporary solution that we could get on the road in a timely manner, uh, their uh, PR person told food and wine. Over the course of two weeks, they were able to serve over 14,000 meals and seeing the impact that they had in those communities made them realize that the mobile relief diner is the perfect embodiment of their brand. I love this. I love this. What's what's the hate, you know? If you're like needing help and like shit's going down and the Denny's diner rolls up and it's like this is the this is the way we know how to help, you know, to feed the people. I am here for it. And there's really no n- nothing more to say about it uh, except for this like tractor trailer is big, bright red and beautiful. And is feeding the people who need food the most, right alongside Chef Jose Andres and World Central Kitchen. And you know what? If we all got out there just to do not even a quarter of what Denny's is doing, you know, a a little bit of a pay it forward moment, I think the world would be a better place. TSA posts a video of frozen raw chicken spotted on the baggage carousel to remind passengers how to properly pack meat. Now, (laughs) I'm going to need you all to absorb that one more time. TSA, yes, TSA posts a video of frozen raw chicken that has been spotted on the baggage carousel. To remind passengers how to properly pack meat. Now, I don't know (laughs) about y'all out there, but traveling is stressful enough. Now, traveling during COVID, and y'all know because of work, if you follow me on Instagram, through my main, at the Kitchen gaily, and sometimes even at the podcast Instagram, I have been traveling for work a bunch. I have been living my best rich white lady summer, so I have been on multiple planes and the stress that it is just packing my three and a half fluid ounces of liquids in a sandwich bag um, is, I thought, was enough. Like, that is stressful enough for me the night before and the morning of traveling. Not much less packaging frozen meat. Now, I know back in the day, being Puerto Rican, right, because it's very Puerto Rican to pack pasteles frozen. But that was, like, back in the day, pre nine eleven. Um, where I thought this was a thing, and you know, like people just love to bring over these these foods from Puerto Rico and whatnot. And even I used to have a an, an, a former friend, an old friend who used to be a JetBlue flight attendant who used to do that Puerto Rico to to New York leg all the time, and would tell stories of like leaking the leaking overheads because like the pastelas and things would start to defrost and then start to leak out. Gross, but. um I mean it's just ice melt I guess what's gross about it but I just didn't think because of how like stressful going through TSA is and can be that like you could bring frozen foods especially frozen meat like frozen raw meat through TSA I know for my from my friend Kristen's wedding where I baked her wedding cake in um, Victor, New York. I flew with fondant, very expensive French fondant, that they gave me such hell for because it was fondant. I mean, I don't, I don't know. So the video is of a tightly packed frozen cube of poultry on the baggage claim conveyor belt at a Seattle airport, and TSA posted it to let people know how to properly package meat apparently or like one can assume that this frozen chicken was in a cooler and it like kind of just fell out of the cooler because it was still in that cooler cube shape and somewhere between baggage and the carousel uh it became it became quote-unquote free range get it (laughs) Whoever wrote this Food and Wine article is hysterical. A shout out to you, Kaylee Rizzo, whomever you are, but I, I love it uh, because she goes on to say, or they go on to say, I should say, uh, although it is unclear how these chickens were able to flee the coop, the TSA suspects that it was a packaging issue because the cooler wasn't taped uh, shut properly. I I am gagged that you could that you could fly with frozen meat. And I don't understand why you would fly with frozen meat. But, I mean, this is a thing, folks. I was today years old when I, I discovered this. If the food is packed with ice or ice packs in a cooler or other container, the ice or ice packs must be completely frozen when brought through screening. The TSA website reads... If the ice or ice packs are partially melted and have any liquid at the bottom of the container, they will not be permitted. Frozen perishables are also allowed in both carry-on and check bags when packed in dry ice. However, federal aviation regulations limit each traveler to five pounds of dry ice that must be properly packaged and marked. What? What is this? And for what purpose? I want to know for what purpose you are traveling with frozen raw meat, that's what I want to know. It's it's really it, it's really crazy. This article goes on to say, although the raw chicken sighting is certainly exceptional, womp womp, it's far from the only unusual item that TSA officers have spotted at the airports. Last year, the TSA confiscated. A dead shark floating in a jar of liquid chemical preservatives Interestingly, it wasn't the shark that was the problem But the liquid it was in Apparently, also, travelers are allowed to bring live fish on their flights As long as they are swimming in the water And the water undergoes a separate security screening by a TSA agent What? Oh my god, this is hysterical Oh, thank you to Kaylee Rizzo who wrote this article and she's a contributing writer for Travel and Leisure currently based in Brooklyn. Yes. <laughs> I love food and wine for this article. I love you Kaylee Rizzo for this article. And the story originally appeared on travelandleisure.com. I mean, I am still gag gooped and I don't I don't know. I uh, if someone has an idea of why people would bring raw meat onto a plane for what purpose, I uh, please please slide into my DMs and let me know. Or you know what, just send me photos of your raw meat. Mm. Bud Light releases pumpkin spice and toasted marshmallow hard seltzers. <sighs> god, guys, oh god! You know. As someone who really enjoys a hard seltzer, shout out to you, High Noon. Not a sponsor. And there's there's another one out there that I really love. Um, I did we, did we really need a pumpkin spice hard seltzer? Did we? Did we? Maybe, maybe this one's this one's for all the Murray Hill girls out there. Um Yeah, yeah Now, I've done a Bud Light hard seltzer food news update I think it was over Christmas They released like a cranberry one Uh, They didn't send me any So I didn't get to taste them (laughs) But if you follow uh, Elliot Norris on Instagram Bud Light seems to really love them Why they don't love me, I don't know But they really love some Elliot Norris So I'm sure Elliot Norris will have these in his hand in no time, and you could just follow him. Shout out to you, Elliot Norris, to, uh, to get the lowdown on what they taste like. But, like, I mean, this is my issue here. This is my issue, right? Because I do enjoy pumpkin spice, but, like, pumpkin spice in a savory soup, right? Delicious. Pumpkin spice in a pumpkin pie. Mmm. You know what? Even, like, I was known to throw a sprinkle of pumpkin spice in my French press before I pressed, right? Just to give it a little, you know, je ne sais quoi. Not necessarily a pumpkin spice latte, but like, yeah, you know, hot pumpkin spice, flavors of fall, I get it. Now, cold pumpkin spice? It's like, hmm. You know, it comes in this cute little flannel pack, right? It's all Instagram-worthy, so shout-out to the marketing team for that. And there's other flavors that sound so delicious. Apple crisp? Oh, my God. Give it to me. Apple crisp, and I can get drunk? Yes. Maple pear? Delicious. That sounds delicious, especially in a 100-calorie beverage? Absolutely. Like, give it to me. I can get drunk. I can't get fat. And and it's like flavors of fall. Now, pumpkin spice? I don't know. I feel like pumpkin spice has now become as controversial as Peeps and candy corn. And, oh, there's a, another flavor, toasted marshmallow. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like this is yet one of those things that, like, just needs to be served warm. You know, it's not gazpacho, y'all. It's not gazpacho. And once again... I don't know why we're being pushed. And no shade to you, Bud Light, because you, you do the most, and every I had a Bud Light on Sunday, right? Like, delish, if you want to have, like, something just light, a little refreshing. Once again, not a sponsor. But, like, you don't want to go hard with the tequila or something. Great. But, um, yeah. Mm, this flannel fall pack is is available nationwide, right? As of September 6th. And you know, it's a 12 ounce can, 100 calories, 5 percent alcohol by volume, right? Made from cane sugar and natural flavors. I I I don't know. I don't know. Apparently, uh, Bud Light wasn't the first one to release a pumpkin spice seltzer, but Veve, I don't know what that is, uh, released a hard seltzer last year. Thank you, Food and Wine, for that. But you know what, Bud Light, if you want to send it to me, I I I don't hate you. It's the pumpkin spice I have an issue with and why it needs to be shoved down our throat. Trader Joe's is doing the most. Dunkin' Donuts is doing the most. Um, Even Staub, right, the, the cookware, has all these pumpkins out. I mean, can we at least make it to, like, end of September before the pumpkin spice? I mean, before you know it, the Rockettes are going to be on my commercial reel during my morning television. And I just... I just want to enjoy the seasons. That's why I love New York because I enjoy the seasons. You know? And that's part of the joy of the seasons. That once the season changes, like you like fully adapt to that season and I just don't want to let go of summer. That that's the issue here. It, it maybe it's delicious. And like I said, Elliot Norris will certainly let us know because he gets all the, bu- the Bud Light sponsorships. Um And I don't. But maybe that'll change. Maybe that will change. Bud Light, have your people call my people. Which is just me. And last but not least, a British village is on the hunt for a vandal who pours beans on people's front doors. (laughs) I mean, I... (laughs) drive-by beaning i mean what is happening here um what 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 do we not have better things to do with our time folks and let me tell you i haven't gotten it into this article just yet but the person isn't just like opening a can of beans it's multiple cans of beans so it's it's heavy like once you get past like three cans of beans, you're carrying around some weight, no? So the police department in uh, Waverley, a borough in southeast England, has an active Facebook page where it encourages residents to take on the to take its rural crime survey, and it details uh, current investigations. You know. And so it's now investigating a rash of baked bean-related crimes in the village of Wannerish, Wan, Wan -wan Wannerish, Wannerish, I think is how you say that. Oh, um, yeah, Wannerish. I'm exhausted just thinking about this. (laughs) That's right. Food and Wine magazine says... Baked bean-related crimes. Local officers have received reports of incidents in Warnersh where beans and other food has been poured onto residents' front doors and cars overnight, Surrey police wrote. The victims are understandably distressed by this unacceptable behavior. Now, (laughs) I get it. I get it. Victims here is like I get it. No one wants to clean up beans. It's probably some kids out there just thinking that they're funny. Remember when like people used to toilet paper people's houses or egg people's houses? Uh, it like during Halloween and whatnot. I mean, like where I grew up in Brooklyn, egging was a thing, right during Halloween, and we'd always had to be on alert. But like, I mean, yes, it's unacceptable. No one wants to clean up beans off their property, off their cars. Absolutely. But are we really going to be go as far as being like, I'm a victim of bean assault? You know? <laughs> no one was hurt, thank God. No one is being assaulted, thank heavens. I just think, like, I think people have been cooped up or someone's just, like, off their gourd or off their meds. And, <laughs> or, like, has a surplus of beans and just doesn't know what to do with them and should be donating them to their local shelter as opposed to creating food waste and pouring beans or maybe 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 do we need to be on on the side of the vandal here because maybe the neighbors are assholes what if the neighbors are assholes and they deserve the beans right it justified the bean yes on time <laughs> I just justified the B um <laughs> and this is why I miss solo podcasting because A I crack myself up because I'm the funniest person I know and B like sometimes I don't get to have this um this like banter with myself I mean just yes it's litter yes it's wasteful yes it's annoying I just love that this is a story. There's photos of beans everywhere. And you know what? It's just not uh, central to this village itself. Bean crime has happened all over the place, I've realized. It's kind of like a long time ago. I did a food news update about hamburglers and how there are real hamburglers out there. And people just go into places to steal, like, ridiculous amounts of meat. I don't... I, I don't... No, I don't know what you do with all that meat. Once again, it's like flying with meat to come full circle. What are you doing with this frozen meat and where are you taking it? And why did it need to travel with you? Like was meat not available where you were going? Um I don't I I don't <laughs> I don't get it. I hope they catch the perpetrator, you know, the vandal, the bean vandal himself, the the I don't know what we call, you know, Mr. Bean. Yeah, <laughs> but I thought it was—I thought it was semi-lighthearted and really dumb, and a great way to end food news update. <laughs> Folks, I don't know where the time went or how how we got to this far in the pod so quickly because I had other food news stories ready to go. But you know what? I love to run my mouth. And what a great day. What a great moment just to commune with you all out there one-on-one. I can't thank you enough for all the support you give me. Uh, you know what? If you haven't followed me on Instagram, it's important. You know what? Even if you, like, follow me and hide me, I don't care. I just, Like, the followers really, really help if you listen to me on a platform where you can rate and review, it legit takes two seconds to just go hit the three, four, five stars. Tell tell the kids, you know, just it they make it so easy. And you may not realize the impact that it has, but it has a huge impact impact on you know just propelling me forward and taking the pod to the next uh, level this pod is a labor of love and i work really really hard in bringing you the best food content some of the best queer the only queer food content not even some of the best the only queer food content out there um in this sort of format and so you know every little bit help helps and if you really love me and you haven't bought merch the merch is sitting there collecting dust so you might as well go out there my girl Justin quackenbush shout out to you worked really really hard we worked really hard and providing like really wearable really fun very gay things for you to wear you know write to me and maybe i'll even give you a discount code at this point um yeah, that's it. Stay safe out there, kids. There's a big lineup coming up. I am still searching out there because this is so niche market. So, you know, sometimes fam is hard to come by in the food space because we just trying to live and do what we do and do it the best. Oh, bringing it full circle to the best of food and wine chefs 2021 list. You know, I, I, it's just important that like people see us represented everywhere everywhere in every vein and yeah folks stay safe out there go support you know your local queer venue whether it's a restaurant a bar or or your gay friend that needs some support or your or you know what your friend's only fan that will only cost you 10 bucks a month and you can just toggle off that auto renew you know go support the kids go get vaccinated go get the booster shot if you can and I love you out there. I, I really, really do. And it's weird to say because I'm just in a room just speaking into a void. But, like, without you all, I would be nothing. So with that, all I have to say is thank you for listening to It Yo!